Welcome to the Michigan Minds Podcast, a quick and informative analysis of today's top issues from University of Michigan faculty. Thank you so much for joining Michigan Minds. I'm very excited to talk with you and learn from you today. So can you start by introducing yourself and sharing a little bit about your role at the University of Michigan? Thank you for having me. My name is Fernanda Lima Cross, and I'm an assistant professor at the School of Social Work. And in what areas does your research focus? My research examines family and cultural factors that promote a healthy development for Latinx adolescents. I focus on the family strengths that are protective of the mental health of their teens and that also support their academic outcomes. I also account for the environment in which families are raising their children. So I consider the impact of discrimination as well as the social political climate of the country and how the families are preparing their adolescents to navigate our society and face possible maltreatment. I also examine the impact of documentation status on the family and on the adolescent outcomes. Wonderful, thank you. A recent article highlighted a story about your journey to the U.S. along with insight on your research from the UM School of Social Work. Can you share a few key messages from this work and the ways in which families promote the mental health and development of their children as they navigate through immigration? As an immigrant, I have this insider's perspective on what it's like to leave your native country, learn a new language, and adapt to a new culture, a new environment. These experiences and interactions with other immigrants have all informed my research. And in this article that you're referring to, I talk about my journey since arriving in this country and I've all, how I've always had the pleasure of working with other Latinx immigrants. I started out working as a waitress when I was learning English and I interacted every day with the kitchen staff who were all other Latinx immigrants like myself. Next, once my English skills improved a bit, I started working as an interpreter, giving back to the Latinx community um, the support that I needed so much when I was struggling with English myself when I had first arrived here. Then as a social worker, um, while I was working with Latinx immigrant mothers and their children, and now as a researcher where my entire research program is focused on Latinx immigrants. And in all of these different capacities, I, I witnessed parents' dedication towards their families. Despite many of these immigrants having to face extremely difficult obstacles to come to this country, their desire, their deep desire to provide a better future for their children was their main inspiration. It's what kept them going. My research on ethnic racial socialization with Latinx immigrants showed us that one of the ways that parents can support their children's education and their mental health is by helping them stay connected to their culture, by teaching them the family's native language, celebrating traditions and holidays, teaching them about the history of their people and their strengths, for example. So what I learned about from the parents that participated in, in those studies was that they wanted their kids to know about the beauty of their native countries, regardless of any hardships that forced them to immigrate, because there is still lots to appreciate back home. 
And by learning about all this, children then develop pride in their immigrant heritage. They strengthen their ties with their ethnic communities, with their families, which then in turn is protective for their mental health. Thank you. A Michigan News article highlighted findings from your research um, about how undocumented immigrant parents are more likely than documented parents to teach mistrust to their children and to be wary of interactions with law enforcement. Can you share a bit more about this research and your work regarding ethnic racial socialization? Absolutely. This work was part of a study conducted a few years ago with Latinx families living in Southeast Michigan. We surveyed parents and their adolescents over the course of three years. And on our final year of data collection, we asked about parental documentation status because at that point we had built rapport with the families and had employed several protective measures to ensure that when disclosing their documentation status to us, the participants were not jeopardizing their future in this country. We then examined parents' ethnic racial socialization practices, which are the conversations that parents have with their children about race, ethnicity, discrimination, immigration, and interactions with members from other ethnic racial groups. We wanted to see whether parents' documentation status mattered for the types of messages that were shared. We learned that the undocumented parents were more likely to teach their teens to mistrust members of other ethnic racial groups and encourage them to be wary of interactions with law enforcement. And you can understand how these messages are protective for undocumented families who need to fly under the radar and not draw attention to themselves. These mistrust messages were much less relevant for the documented families. These results are really important because they help us understand differences in how Latinx families operate based on their documentation status. Latinxes are often viewed as a monolithic ethnic group, but this label encompasses dozens of different countries with different customs, cultures, different languages, and immigration histories. And all of that impacts the individual's experiences and their behaviors here in the U.S. National Hispanic Heritage Month is celebrated from September 15th to October 15th. As a researcher whose work focuses on topics regarding Latinx mixed status families, can you explain the significance of acknowledging this celebration? That's a really good question. I would say that Hispanic Heritage Month is a great place to start acknowledging and celebrating the contributions of Hispanic Americans, but it should not stop there. We should continue talking about notable historical and contemporary Hispanic figures. If you're of Hispanic heritage, you can talk about individuals from your country of origin, or you can talk about individuals from other Hispanic countries. And, and while this is particularly important for Latinx families, Everyone benefits from learning about the diversity within our group and about the contributions of remarkable Hispanic figures. Teaching children about them provides a counter narrative to negative portrayals of immigrants, especially those of undocumented status that are often present in the media and part of this national discourse about immigrants. Educators should also be doing a better job of highlighting the contributions of Hispanics to our country and what they have done to make America stronger. It's all about changing the narrative and focusing on the community's strengths rather than on their needs. 
young Latinx students should be learning and talking about the contributions of members of their communities throughout history and today. Seeing people who look like them being celebrated and learning about how they have played an important role in our country will get Latinx children thinking about how they can also make a difference. And this is crucial. So we need to make these role models more accessible and more widely known. Thank you. Are there any helpful resources regarding education on Hispanic Heritage Month that you can share? Yes, absolutely. Um, I have some resources. For example, Google Arts and Culture has a great collection on Latino cultures in the US. And they've partnered with culture institutions from the US and abroad to put together this collection, which is really accessible pretty much to anyone with internet. The National Archives also has a section for Hispanic Heritage Month that's worth spending some time browsing. I really like the Smithsonian Latino Museums collection. They have some great pages showing inspiring Latinxes who have shaped this country, and a lot of their resources are bilingual in both English and Spanish. They have some posts called Latinas Talking Latinas that I have really enjoyed reading through. Another one that's specifically for educators is commonsense.org. They have great resources and activities that are broken down by great levels for teachers to use. So I would definitely take advantage of that. As the podcast comes to a close, what is one thing you hope listeners remember from our conversation? I would say that there is a lot to be celebrated this month and beyond about Hispanic heritage. And there are many ways to go about that. You can get a book at the library written by a Latinx author or books that portray Latinx characters, that portray our traditions, our food, language, that talk about our contributions, the discoveries we've made, you name it. You can talk to children about the important Hispanic American figures that you know about, or individuals from your own native country if you're of Hispanic heritage. And these conversations can happen anywhere during a drive home from an activity while having dinner or watching a show. It doesn't have to be anything serious or elaborate, just getting some information across, just getting the, the conversation started is important. If you have a bit of extra time, it might be worth browsing some of the resources I mentioned earlier um, to deepen your learning, because unfortunately, a lot of this teaching ends up being the responsibility of people from our community who see the value in passing down this information to children. So the more people that are talking about it, the better. On the other hand, while it's important to talk about remarkable Hispanic individuals, you can also share with your children the contributions of ordinary Hispanic individuals, their contributions to our society, or even directly to your family. I will talk about your grandparents, great-grandparents, aunts, uncles, siblings, friends, or anyone you know that has a story of resilience someone who overcame difficulties to provide for their families. Perhaps you can even share your own immigration story with your children if you are an immigrant. Through my research, I was fortunate enough to hear the immigration story of dozens of remarkable individuals, and many shared with me that they had never talked about their story with anyone else, not even with their children. So you can start there. Talk to your children about your immigration story and they might even develop a newfound appreciation for you and your efforts. 
Another option is to teach children about the thousands of migrant farm workers that through their hard work, allow all of us to have access to fresh fruits and vegetables, for example. My main point is that, yes, it's important to learn about the notable individuals, and perhaps we really drill it in during Hispanic Heritage Month, but we should continue talking about them, as well as the many other Hispanic individuals that are contributing to different aspects of our society every day, not by doing something remarkable, but through their hard work, often while enduring precarious work conditions, living in the fringes of our society, and receiving little to no recognition for their work. Fantastic. Thank you so much. It has been an absolute honor to talk with you today and learn from you. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us. Absolutely. It was my pleasure. Thank you for the invitation. Thank you for listening to the Michigan Minds podcast, a production of the University of Michigan. Join the conversation on social media with hashtag UMichImpact.